Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Al D. This is a show designed for aspiring current and former MBAs looking for advice on how you can grow your career through an MBA degree. During each episode, I'll talk to MBA students, graduates, and leaders about the MBA experience, navigating the workplace, and career development so you can learn how to develop and achieve your own version of career success through an MBA and beyond. Welcome to the MBA Entire Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Entire Podcast. Today's topic is all about how you can grow your career in a changing world of work. I am sharing a recording of a keynote talk that I gave to a leadership development program inside of a global uh, Fortune 500 organization earlier this year. I wanted to make this available because I really believe that regardless of whether you are thinking about business school or in business school, you still need to think strategically about how you grow your career. And I wanted to share this talk because I think there's a lot of lessons in here that can be applicable to either people who are thinking about business school, people who are in business school, or particularly the MBA alums that are out there who listen into the show. Hello and welcome. Uh, This session is called Growing Your Career in a Changing World of Work. My name is Al D. I'm excited to be here today with all of you to lead the kickoff for this incredible week. It's such a privilege to be here. And just a little bit of background, I am a leadership development and career development consultant, as well as a speaker. I host two podcasts, The Edge of Work, as well as MBA Insider. And I previously worked at companies, including Deloitte and Salesforce. I'm an alum of Boston College, and I got my MBA from the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. And my mission is to help create companies where people can thrive. And I do that by training the next generation of leaders inside their organizations to be more effective leaders and managers. I have the privilege of working across Fortune 500 companies, startups, nonprofits, uh, many higher education institutions. Uh, I invite you to connect with me on LinkedIn to follow along with some of my work. Uh, Today, I'm excited to be here because I'm excited to talk to all of you about how in this world of constant change, how you can figure out how to step into your leadership role by being able to take ownership of your career. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, in the time together, cover a bunch of different things. So first, I'm going to talk about just the challenge and possibilities as a leader to grow your career today. I'm going to give you four practical habits so that you can grow your career. We'll take some time for Q&A and then talk through next steps and how we're going to work together over the next couple months. So with that, I want to start with thinking about the world of work today, particularly knowing why it's important to grow your career. So I like to think that today is an exciting time to grow a career because there is so much going on and there's so much change. Not to mention you work for a, in my opinion, a stellar organization where there is constantly new opportunities that are surfacing about. There is a lot of information, innovation, and there are just plenty of opportunities for you to connect with other people, to connect with ideas, uh, to take your ideas, to bring them into the world and to find new opportunities that suit you. But look, I also know that I'm a half glass full kind of guy. And I recognize very much that for many of us, this world of work today can be really challenging. And there's, I think, three main reasons why that is the case. So first and foremost, it's this idea of change. And the world is changing and changing fast. And what this means is that as your industry and your market is changing, your leaders are thinking about how they're going to navigate and keep up. And if we think about how the world of work has changed over the past few years, you can be begin to understand why these leaders are thinking about these changes 
But just like they're thinking about these changes for the business, you actually need to think about these in the context of your own career. If the business is changing, it just means that uh, people need to change. And so the fact of the matter is, is that in order to keep up and in order to make sure that if, when we know that change will not slow down, we have to figure out how can we learn faster than the rate of change. The second thing that we need to think about is this idea of complexity. And the world of work is becoming more and more complex. If we don't Need a, if we don't know what complex means, a quick understanding of it is it's this general idea of the state of having many parts and being difficult or understand or to find a quote unquote definitive answer. And it, the, the idea of complexity and why it can be so challenging is this search for a definitive answer. Once upon a time, there were definitive answers, right? There were kind of solutions that we could come to that we could just do and it was it and we just needed to do that. And while some of those things still exist, the world is becoming less or more and more complex, which means that figuring out something specific and definitive is very difficult. And I find that this is especially true sometimes in organizations like yours, which tend to be in industries where there are a lot of interdependencies and a lot of things changing. And then the third kind of trend that I notice is that there is a lot of choice. There are just lots of opportunities, right? There are, when you live in a complex world, where there isn't a definitive answer, by that very nature means that there are many choices at play. And your organization is definitely one where there is a lot of choice. Simply by the nature of being a rather large organization, there are plenty of things that you can do, plenty of ways that you can take your career. Now that you're a leader, you could step into another leadership role, you could do something else. But this can be awesome, but it also can be challenging, particularly when I think you're thinking about your career. And this thing of choice really comes to roost, particularly when we think about all the ways that you can learn and grow. Today, the opportunity in today's world of work is that you really do have so many diverse ways to think about how you can grow in order to manage your career. There are so many tools and technologies more than ever before to explore a career, to find new opportunities, to upskill, to reskill, to take on new projects or ideas. And what you might want might be entirely different than what someone else wants. And that is the beauty about having that choice whether it means trying to grow by expanding the role of your, expanding the scope in your existing role, trying to take on a new task or project, being able to develop a new skill, taking a course, getting coaching, figuring out what skills you want to strengthen, being able to connect with mentors and peers. There are so many different ways as a leader that you can think about how you can grow and to really take ownership and to really hone in on all that choice at hand. But look, I also recognize and appreciate that choice doesn't always make things easy. In fact, Oftentimes, choice can sometimes be something that paralyzes us or really slows us down. And when I talk to people sometimes about why they feel challenged in their careers or why they're perhaps maybe struggling to figure out what they want to do, I tend to get a couple key concerns that come up. So the first one is this idea of, I don't know really what I want to do next or what role I want next. That's a common one. Another common one is, I don't know what my five or 10 year, 10 year plan is about the future. The third one is, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't know what I steps in order to take to get there. So we're not sure of all the specific steps and all the actions to get there. Uh, the next one is, I, I'm good right now. And I don't really know how I want to take my career. And then certainly last but not least, I have many ideas about my career growth, but I'm not sure which one to pursue. If you've experienced any of these before, please let me know. And just put that in the chat, because I think a lot of you probably have heard at least one of these, if not many, but these are the ones that tend to come up when I have conversations with leaders like all of you. Okay, yeah, I think sometimes 
what it really means is that things can really be overwhelming, right? There are so many different directions that you can go in, so many paths to take. What do you want to pursue? What I want to do, though, is I want to offer you a reframe and to give you a chance to be excited about this idea of strategically and intentionally managing a career. And instead of being overwhelmed, really reframing it to be excited about the possibility and to take autonomy of it. And what I want to hopefully impart to you is this idea of that your career, there are many possibilities and there are many choices for how you want to grow and how you want to evolve. Career growth can mean so many different things. And what you choose today doesn't necessarily have to be what you do forever. You don't need to figure out the 26 steps to go forward. You just need to figure out a few things and take a step. And if you do have multiple things that you might want to do, good news, many of you are going to be working for a while. So you'll have the ability, once you learn some things that I'm going to hopefully give you today to teach you today, to be able to test and try things and to be able to pivot and iterate and evolve over time. Now, before I go into that, one, one key point I want to really hone in on here, and I, if there's one thing that you take away from this, it, it's going to be this. So I've talked to thousands of leaders about their careers and their career growth. And one of the common things that I think we really struggle with sometimes is really understanding career growth in lightning bolts versus career growth in drumbeats. So if we think about it, a lightning bolt is something that happens once a blue moon and not very often. And when they do happen, it's like this huge event and it's this big thing. A lot of times people think that's what career growth is. It is that time when their manager tells them it's time to have the early career conversation. Or it is that time after they get promoted and they need to think about what's next. Or it's that time where maybe there's a challenging business part of the business where there is a layoff or there's a reduction in force, or maybe there's an org change. Those are those lightning bolt moments. Then the other side of the lightning bolt is a drumbeat. A drumbeat is something that happens consistently. It doesn't make a huge noise, it makes a really small one. But when you do a couple drumbeats over and over again, it starts to make a much stronger pattern. And once you string together some drum beats over time, it really starts to make a really nice melody. And what I want us to do is I want us to have this invitation to really focus on some of those drum beats. Some of those drum beats, those things that we can do with our career that are more everyday, they don't need to be a huge uh, spectacle per se. They don't need to be things that we have to wait until they magically happen and then this big thing, but rather they're just everyday habits and practices that we can get into. And what I found is that when we can get into more of these drum beats, that's when we can start to create more lightning bolt moments for us because it's those habits that are practiced over time. And so if you take anything else, don't take anything else from this, this is one of those key things. Now, to help come up with some of those drum beats, what I want to do is to offer four principles for finding career possibilities for all of you. I'm going to share with you these principles so that you can these can help guide you as you think about how you want to manage your career moving forward. So those four principles are practice self-awareness, explore your curiosity through experimentation, make career development a team sport, and build habits for career growth. So with that, I'm going to talk through each of these principles in greater depth. I'm going to explain an idea or a framework to help you better understand what it means, and then hopefully give you a couple examples of how you can apply these into managing your career today. Okay, so first is principle number one, which is all about practicing self-awareness. This is all about being able to develop self-awareness around your strengths, interests, values, and uniqueness, and to using those to create opportunities for yourself. Your world of work moves so fast, and I'm sure that a lot of you have a lot of demands on your plate. But really, this is about being able to take time to slow things down and reflect, 
Because when you do, I think you're going to find some exciting things. When we as employees are more attuned to our own desires, our own thoughts, our own aspirations about what excites us, what we want to do, what we're great at, and how we want to spend our days and our careers, we then have a chance to then articulate these into ideas about what we do each and every day and how we take action with these so that we can make greater contributions either in our current role or in a new one. Hey there, it's Al, and thanks so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. I wanted to take a quick break to ask you a small favor. I'm loving doing this show, and I hope you're enjoying it too. If you're enjoying this episode, I would really appreciate it if you take a few minutes to leave a review and rate this podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, or simply share it on social media or send it to a friend. I'm incredibly grateful for your support. Thank you, and let's get back to the show. So what should we focus on getting to know? How can we use reflection to become more self-aware? There are four things. One, your values. What are those values that guide the work that you do each and every day? The things that you believe fully that you want to see in your everyday work and how you act. The second are your interests. What are those things that you naturally gravitate towards in your work and what do you get excited about? The third is around your strengths. What are those things that those skills or the strengths that you use in your role that allow you to make impactful contributions to your team and to your organization? And then lastly, your uniqueness, being able to look into yourself and what makes you stand out, what makes you uniquely you, what do you do better than other people? When you start to use reflection to become more self-aware about these things, you can then identify how you can do more of those things or integrate more of those things into the work you're doing each day so that you can make greater contributions. Principle number two, this is all about being able to explore your curiosity through experimentation and using that curiosity to find opportunities for career growth. Now, to draw on this, I'm gonna take us back to middle school or high school science class when we perhaps learned about the scientific method and being able to run experiments. So an experiment is merely just a procedure designed to test a hypothesis as part of the scientific method. And in this case, the scientific method is our career and the hypothesis is just merely an educated guess about something in our career that we're interested in or curious about. And just like a scientist would run an experiment, we want to start running career experiments in our own career. And so this hypothesis-driven approach that really is rooted in experimentation allows us to find the things that we're genuinely interested in, run small tests, learn things from them, and figure out how to incorporate those into other opportunities for ourselves. Career experiments really give us permission to explore and learn about something that's interesting or meaningful to us. They also provide us with a container to fail, to learn, and to try again. I think intuitively most of us know that these are things that are important, but we often fail to create conditions to actually do this. And just to ground us in science class again, just like in a science experiment, a career experiment has merit and it succeeds even when it's proven false. Even if something doesn't work out the way you want, there's a learning in there and that learning can be helpful in so many different ways. The great thing that I like about this is that instead of approaching our career development, again, remember those lightning bolts, instead of approaching our career development as having to know the 26 steps that you have to do, you can use experimentation to take one step and then to take another step and to take another step. And so in terms of how this works, it's pretty simple. You pick an interest topic or idea that you're excited about exploring. You conduct a small test to gain more knowledge and evidence. You synthesize your learnings and decide how you're going to move forward. And then you repeat. Now, test is underlined and italicized, and that's for a reason. I'm going to walk through what a test is, but that's really the simple process for how this does. And again, 
the more you can get into the process of running these career experiments, the more you're going to learn about yourself and you can use that to create more possibilities and opportunities. Okay, so I talked a little bit about tests. So what are some tests out there that we can run in order to really bring these career experiments to life? So I'm going to give you a couple examples. There's many other ones that are out there, but I find that it starts to, it helps to start with a couple uh, ones that are more traditional before you can go off and figure out your own. So the first kind of test is a curiosity conversation. It's an informal conversation with an expert or peer in your chosen interest of curiosity. The second one is role expansion. This is all about trying out a test through expanding your responsibilities in your current role. Maybe there's something you haven't tried yet that you're interested in trying. So it's about slotting that into the job that you're doing today. The third is a side project. So this is when you want to test out something that maybe is a little bit outside of what you're doing in your day-to-day. -day. Maybe it's in a different department or a different function. And so it's on top of your day job, or perhaps maybe you just want to test it outside of work. As an example, I thought I might like writing. And so I decided to start a blog that had nothing to do with my day job and did that for a couple of years. And one thing went to another. And now I've written books. I started a podcast and now I'm a speaker. And so that was one way how a career experiment just of writing as a side project actually turned into what my profession is today. And then the last one is this idea of shadowing. And this is all about finding someone who's doing something you're curious about, following them around, learning from them, asking questions, and using that information to guide you about how you want to proceed. The third principle is this idea of making career development a team sport. This is all about investing the time with the right people to build relationships so that you can achieve your goals. So I've had the privilege of talking to a lot of people like you who are leaders and successful in their careers. All of them worked hard, a lot of them got lucky, and most of them were committed in their work. But the only other thing that they all had in common was they said how much other people helped them advance in your career. While all of you are responsible for the choices you make and for how you wanna grow your career, you can go much further and gain much more when you have a team of people around you who can help and advance you along the way. Many of the decisions in your career are often made in rooms you're not in. So having the right set of people advocating and sponsoring you can take you beyond anything you could have ever done by yourself. And so this is this idea of making your career a team sport. It really stems back to this concept that your success in your career is correlated to the amount of people that want to help you succeed. When others want to help you and you have them around, they can oftentimes advocate on your behalf, expose you to new ideas, open doors for you that you could not have seen on your own or gotten on your own. And at a very minimum, just help you guide you along the way. And that's why working at your organization is also so great because there are so many people who are so willing to help and support you if you're willing to ask. So at the end of the day, the way that I like to think about this is that your career is a team sport and you're like the star player. You're like the Tom Brady or the Messi, but you still need your teammates in order to succeed. And on your career team, if you will, you're going to rely on different people to help you with different things. Okay, last but not least, build habits and practices for career growth. This is all about finding repeatable and consistent habits that you can put into practice regularly to create your own career growth possibilities for yourself. Again, now more than ever, people have more choices about how they want to take their career. This can be helpful, but also be overwhelming. And figuring out where you want to go or what you want to do isn't always easy. It's hard to always also predict what the future is going to hold. But what I do know and what I can tell you is that the more you get into a set of habits that when you practice them over time, while I can't predict exactly what the outcome is going to be, what I can tell you is that what they can do is 
lead to possibilities and opportunity. And so to think about this, we can remember the definition of what a habit is. And all a habit is, is that it's a routine that's practiced regularly. They can be described as actions that arise from some kind of internal external trigger. And many times they are things that just happen and our brain just does on autopilot because it remembers that it needs to do it. And so one common example is probably brushing your teeth. Now, many of us here, we have a habit of every time we eat something, after we finish, we walk up, go to the restroom and start brushing our teeth because we know that is a healthy habit for keeping our teeth clean. Now, at some point, the habit just becomes so automatic that it gets stored in the part of our brain that doesn't even have to think to do it. It just knows to do it when it sees that cue. And just like we can have healthy habits for brushing our teeth, we can also create habits in our career that are healthy for us to help us manage our career and to get into the practice of consistently practicing career habits. So I want to give a couple examples of some career habits that you might be able to think about, but ultimately you need to find your own career habits that work for you. But here are a couple ones that I think could put you on a good path. So first and foremost, our quarterly career conversations. So one of my former students, Danica, she spoke to her manager each quarter about her goals, her growth, her learnings, and she always asked for feedback and suggestions for how she can continue to grow. Now, very much like your company, Danica's company did have a yearly process for doing career conversations, but Danica wanted to do this on a more consistent basis because she thought to herself, if I'm talking about this more, if I'm working on this more, it's going to lead to better results. And a really fun and cool thing happened when she started doing this. The more she started talking to her manager about her goals, her growth, the learnings, the more her manager started coming back to her and saying, hey, have you thought about this? Or hey, how about we get you on this project? Or hey, that thing you told me that you wanted to do, here's how you can do it. And so the, this is a really great example of how habits for you can sometimes also trigger habits for other people and was a really great way for Danica to really start to gain some of the career experiences that she wanted. The second one comes from Sean. And Sean, what he used to do was that at the end of each quarter, he would write down his key projects, his wins and his learnings for himself, but also for his supervisors. And so he would share that with the supervisor at the end of each quarter. So Sean would literally just create a calendar invite at the end of each quarter to block an hour. So at the end of that quarter, he would write down his key projects, those wins and those learnings. And the point of this for him was to practice self-awareness, right? But also to really take a look at what he had done and what he had learned, but then he would also share it. And the reason why he did this was for two reasons. One, he wanted to make sure that he was getting feedback from his manager just so they could check in. But the other thing he did it, which was super smart, was that his manager then was aware of what he was doing and could then use it to advocate on his behalf. The third idea is career experiments. So taking what we learned about career experience, experiments and actually making them a career habit. Jason is an example of someone who does this, where he commits to running one career experiment each quarter and then sharing the results. He has a mentor that he has that he tells and shares the lessons he learned from the experiment and what he's doing with them. And the last one is around relationship building. Daniel was new to an organization. And so at the time, he, for the first couple of years working there, he went and asked his supervisor each quarter for one or two people that he should get to know in the company. And then he went out to talk to them. And what Daniel was able to do was to build up some really incredible relationships with people over time that proved to be particularly helpful. So these are just a couple of different examples of career habits that are there. Whether it's these or other ones, I really encourage you to think about those career habits that are really going to help you. And also, this is really what I mean when I think about lightning bolts versus drum beats. All of these are not massive, big things that you have to do. They're just little small drum beats. But if you do these 
and you do enough of them, you'll start to see possibilities and opportunity and serendipity come your way that can help you grow your career. Again, just to remember, those four principles that you can follow as leaders to really manage your career today, practice self-awareness, explore your curiosity through experimentation, make career development a team sport, and build those habits for career growth. So to wrap up, you can't think your way to career growth, right? At some point, you got to take action. It's really hard to know when to make a move or what steps to take. The other approach is just to choose possibility. The third, you don't need to wait for the right step or path. You just need to put one foot forward in front of the other. And then lastly, but not least, habits practiced over time lead to possibility, serendipity, and opportunity. That wraps up this section. Uh, thank you so much uh, for being here. And now I would love to take some Q&A. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.